Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host, Antia Isaac. Well, hope you're all pumped up for this new week with your new schedules. I'm just wishing you all positivity and goodness for this week. And uh, well, you guessed it right. I have another amazing duo to talk about K-dramas this week. I have been blessed with duos this month. And this duo is... The K3 podcast hosts, um, Jen and Marissa, who have been doing a lot of YouTube videos, reviewing K-dramas, bringing in astrology, as they would love to call it, and doing a lot of five-minute uh, reviews to lengthy live chats on YouTube where you can actually talk to them. And one of their tag words is that, it's a trial where Jen, Marisa, and you can join them. So it's all about you all three talking about K-drama. But today, I'm going to steal your position, and I'm going to be the you part. And we are going to be the trial talking about K-drama today. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. So welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so lovely. What an introduction. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you as I mentioned earlier you guys have been doing greater things with thousand plus subscribers on YouTube and your Instagram page is dope really dope oh. like the, all the edits and things you guys have been one of the greatest I wouldn't say inspirations because I'm still not driven into K-drama yet but they're like those... oh that's a challenge right <laughs> <laughs> but stars you know like the stardom level kind of host so i am super glad to have you here thank you thank you so much that's so lovely yeah marisa is crushing the instagram for sure it's yeah. fun it's my other happy place right <laughs> so uh, well uh i would definitely love to start with uh, your introduction on how your podcast works and how did you guys get together how did the K3 start? And surprisingly, I found the title to be a little different because it's the K3, but we have two hosts. <laughs> so does that mean someone just dropped off or is it the viewers? So I would love to know all about that. Uh, so like four years ago, so 2016, Marisa, I, and another friend, Karen, used to get together all the time and have coffee and talk K-dramas. And I had always had this dream of <laughs> building a subscriber base of 10,000 so that I could use the YouTube studios. And I'm like, we should do K-dramas and do this on like YouTube and totally build this audience super quickly so that I can build my production empire. And so I, I talked to Marisa. Marisa at first was like, you are insane. And so, but we talked to, I got, we got her and Karen on board. And so we started the K3. It was three of us. The three of us would talk K-dramas. So the K3, and um, that is how it all started. Yes. And then about a year ago, Karen 
left to pursue her own um, her own endeavors. And Jen and I took a moment and thought, you know, we really this is really a conversation with K drama lovers all over the world. So let's turn it into the K drama clubhouse where it's Jen and me and you, like you watching are part of this clubhouse. And um, Jen had this brilliant idea to start doing live clubhouse chats. So we do that every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. And it's an opportunity for K-drama lovers, K-drama addicts to talk about all of the K-dramas that we're currently watching. And in during this pandemic, it's been a sanctuary. It's been this amazing place where all of us can connect and just let loose and just have a little moment together talking about this thing that we love um, while we're all sheltering at home. The, K- the live K-drama clubhouse has been a lot of fun. That was that was that's been one that I've really really enjoyed because it's just so much fun as soon as we start our countdown you start you see people start filtering in and like hi how's everybody doing like people are starting to know each other in the countdown in the comments and it's just been it's been a lot of fun to watch that one grow so that's one I have to say that's one I think Maurice and I are both the most excited about as we build keep building wow you guys do make wonders happening in the live so I do agree on that and talking about Drama Clubhouse, you also have your own merch and you have other stuff. So how did the merch idea pop in? Uh, I think it was, I mean, honestly, because we just were trying to figure out a way to monetize the channel so that we could do this full time. <laughs> honestly, this is what we'd like to be able to spend our days doing is talking to other K-drama fans and watching the dramas and then discussing them and having a full-time channel and so I think the merch was just a way to you know figure out a way to maybe monetize it so we're always trying to tweak that we actually um we actually are looking at a new uh, shop storefront right now so Mm -hmm. that's it's been that's been a that's been a journey so and it's also you know declare your love for Korean dramas it's um you know um as you know with k-pop which is so huge and Mm -hmm. I think mainstream people under they may now they understand who BTS is and what it's about, but there's so much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and same with K dramas. It's like if if you can find another K drama lover like around you, right. that's an amazing thing because it's still um, it's different. It's different, you know. To I mean, here in America, there are a lot of people who don't want to read subtitles. So the right. idea of being a K drama <laughs> fan is it means you know you're you're a little more of a global citizen, I think. So yeah. we're like, declare your love, wear our shirt. Exactly. I actually do remember I was, on, I was on a job once and I was walking through the parking lot and someone in front of me, one of our extras had on a BTS jacket and I was like, hello friend. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I, I couldn't talk BTS at all to them because I know nothing. I just knew who they were, but I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's exactly it. Well, that's how I found you. And I like when I'm wa- when I was watching your YouTube videos, I don't know nothing about, but oh yes, you know, like you're talking about some of the actors I know, and that's quite fun. Yeah. Who are your favorite actors, Cynthia? Oh my god, I am not confident in you know like pronouncing their name at the right. It's okay. Way, but I really love Kim Woo Bin. He was the first actor I fell for. Nice. And, yeah. And- <laughs> and uh, oh my god i um kim kim jae young uh he came in uh, beautiful life wonderful love 
I'm not familiar with I'm that I'm not show. familiar with that one. Is that a... Oh, 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 yeah, wait a second. Oh, yeah, oh, he, oh, yeah. Ooh. He was in 100 Days My Prince. He was the he was the brother in 100 Days, the assassin brother in 100 Days My Prince, and then he was in Secret Boutique, remember? He was the one oh, we right. romance with so bad. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, for yeah. sure, Anthea. He's fantastic. <laughs> Did you watch him in Hundred Days, My Prince yet? No, I haven't. You need to get. On you need that. to watch that because oh, yeah. that stars Dio yeah. from EXO. Exactly. That's like a one-two punch for you, Anthea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, agreed. And 2020 got me so crazy, like damn oh, crazy no. with Lee Jun Ki, Flower. <gasps> Oh, my oh, God. oh, stop. <laughs> okay. You want to go down the Ijungi flower beat? That I'm your girl, Anthea. That was my, oh my God. I lost my mind on that show. It was the greatest <laughs> K-drama I have ever watched ever in the history of ever. <laughs> you know, like I did watch your YouTube live on that. And I, <laughs> I also remember texting you, like, I don't know anything about K-dramas, but I would definitely love to talk about Flower of Evil with you. Remember that was the initial. That oh yes, I remember that. Oh my god, <laughs> Flower of Evil. Oh my god. One of it just was so well done. It was just so well done. Every beat to the very last second was so well done. Exactly. Oh, freaking romance, action, suspense, right? Crime, emotion. Yes. Oh, yeah. everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. Please watch it. <gasps> Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> it was. It was. It was just. It. I mean, look, I do. Do you see my post? <laughs> oh my God! They are my dream pair. Like, what? I'm not sure if I can say that, but I am yeah. totally fine if they're dating in real. I would love to. Absolutely. There are certain couples. I'm like, I will allow it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it was so good. I would love to act with Lee Junggi once mm -hmm. in a drama. Like, I I love acting okay. so. When I like, I saw him act, and I was like, I would love to do a drama together. But. Right? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's what I loved about Flower of Evil, because I think it almost is all. I said this week after week, Marisa. Remember, mm -hmm. I was always like, I was, you know, I always enjoyed him, but I'm like now, I'm like, I get it now. I think all the other dramas, he was just so big. Like everything was just big. Like he was just, you know, that huge. You know, just everything was on, 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 on. But Flower of Evil, he like, t like ratcheted it all down. It was so concentrated that it was just like. Exactly. And every actor had a role to play. And everybody was so good in acting. I was like, wow. And it's no, like Bexon Beck, Mr. Beck, the real Beck. I forgot his Ooh. name. Sorry, but. Oh, oh, oh my God. With the hair. Oh, my God. You are oh, the villain, the villain of oh, the century. Yes, my I, 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 my actually favorite moment was when he got out of that wheelchair. I was like, you knew it was coming, you knew it was coming, but I still was like, when it happened, I was like, yeah. And the camera like did this, this like kind of angle as he got up, and I was like, oh, it was amazing. That was so, that was so fantastically crazy. Music, the soundtrack, the dual identity—that's what they call the soundtrack. And uh -huh. wow, with the music and Beck, you know, like every time he comes in the music and I'm like, oh, is he near me or like, <laughs> will he kill me? I don't want to get caught with him anymore, but he's solid. You know, like, oh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it was, that was, that to me was the greatest drama of 2020.
And, <laughs> and, and I, what I will say, in a field of a really, within a really good field of dramas, like I thought 2020 for as awful as a year globally that it was, it was a solid year for K-dramas. And finally, I would definitely love to mention this person. I did mention before the record, but Lee Do-hyun. Oh, Lee Do-hyun. He was uh, <clears throat> 18 he again. Was, He was 18 in- again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and also in um oh, I'm blanking on it. Sweet Home. Netflix. Sweet, Sweet Home. Home. Yeah. Oh my god, he looks so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a cutie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree on that. But you know like I don't know. I am a K-pop fan and this is a K-pop podcast, but the craziest version of me came out only when i was talking about k dramas like i had k drama report and i was kind of crushing over all the actors and i was getting hyped and they were googling and finding people and now you google and find who's this actor and i'm like i'm giving you names like, yeah I mean, and again, I, we're not experts. We are just fans like you. So it's the same thing for us. We're like, wait a second. I, I'll text Marisa all the time. Like, this person looks really familiar. Who is this? And then she'll tell me, she'll, and I'll look something up and it happens. We do it all the time. Even in the middle of our show, you'll see us like looking off to the side, like, you know, looking something up someone just mentioned. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even start the conversation, but we are already so much into it. We spoke about my favorite actors, though. So, so. Mm-hmm. Let me start with your favorite actors. Are there any favorite actors that you love and adore? That's that's really hard to answer now because if you because the more K-dramas we watch, the I mean, we'll watch somewhere between 8, 10 or 11 dramas a week. So, um wow. it sounds insane. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. Like we don't it? ever sleep. <laughs> But um, it, it's, I don't know, for me, it's become impossible to answer a question like that because every week there's probably four actors that I love and then it switches and, and then there's a next crop of new dramas. So, right. No, I'm always finding myself. That. I'm always finding myself like suddenly I call it a problem. Like I develop a problem with a new actor. And the most <laughs> recent one is M. Shiwan. Like I started watching Run On and I'm like, wait a second. What? Yeah. And so now I need to watch all of his stuff. But there are certain actors that no matter what they're in, no matter how awful, I will sit through it. And probably my number one is Lee Sung-yoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. I might know his face, but I don't know his name. So I'm just going to say. No, absolutely. Yeah. You might. Did you watch um, uh, Masters in the House when it first started by any chance? No. You know, like, the variety I am- show? I'm able to answer my favorite actors because I have the most less watched drama. So it's kind of easy for me to do that. Right. And that's exactly why I'm... And also Lee Seung-gi from mm-hmm. You're All Surrounded. That's what one of my favorite drama is. <sighs> Lee Seung-gi. He is a singer. He started as a singer. In fact, he has a big project right now with Lee Min Ho that you can see on Lee Min Ho's YouTube channel. It's um Lee Sung Yoon? Sa- oh, I'm sorry, not Lee Sung Yoon. Lee yeah. Sung Gi. Lee Sung Gi. I'm like Lee Sung Yoon does not sing. <laughs> Poor God bless him. I adore him and he in in Masters in the House they would always put him in musical theater and dancing and singing things and he'd always be like, "I hate you so much. Can we just play basketball?" Like, yeah. <laughs> he I 
he, he, I just, I felt for him because I've been put in those situations where you're like, and he handled it much better than I ever did. Yeah. No, sorry. I was confused there for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do know Lee Seung-gi is a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Singer yeah. and actor. He's really, uh, he can do it all actually. Oh yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Actually, I would have to say my favorite actor is Pak Sojun. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like when, I, when you were saying like, you'll watch anything they're in. I think he's one that I will put up with a lot, and, but all, all of his act projects I've really loved. But um, for instance, I love Ji Chang-wook, but his last two dramas, I, there was just no way there was, I tried and I, I could, I could not, I tried so hard. So if the, if the, um, if the uh, standard is that you'll sit through anything, then I would say Pak So Jun. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Anthea. This is something new that I've learned about Marisa. I did not know that. She's known my East on Yoon issue for since, since, the, since the drama about time. Was it about time? Was that what it was called? Oh my yeah. God. It was such, it was that was so a tough watch. And I, we, we powered through that to the end, or at least I did. Yeah. All for East on Yoon. Yeah. Double yeah. Truck of Doom is terrible. Or yeah. Jung Hae In. I, I also watched some tough dramas that he was in <laughs> oh my goodness well um, i did get introduced to park Jojun um with witch's romance i really love that drama oh yeah why it wasn't oh, that was popular it was popular it, it was, was yeah yeah mm-hmm. he was a kid in that i was just revisiting some episodes two today two, two days ago and i was like <gasps> Oh my God, <laughs> he's too young in this. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So we did speak about our favorite actors and uh, a little squeal about our favorites of 2020, but Marisa just watched us. So I'm just going to ask what were your favorites from 2020? From 2020, I think my favorite drama was Do You Like Brahms? That when it ended, I could not let it go. I just, I, I had to rewatch it. <laughs> I was all over YouTube looking for supercuts. Um, the network, um, let's see, what network was it on? They were putting out all sorts of, SBS was putting out all sorts of supercuts of like great moments from Do You Like Brahms, like emotional moments and love moments. And I just, I could not stop. It was just, it was the most beautiful emotional quiet drama filled with classical music and heartbreak and I just I loved it <laughs> and my favorite part about this story is that Maurice and I heading into the finale were like this they're never going to be able to stick the landing like how are they going to finish this like status like we were like this is what is going to happen? And then the finale rolled in and Marisa was like, <gasps> we both were, but Marisa was like, I can't get over it. It was amazing. I, I was in tears. And actually there is a K-pop connection because it stars an actor named Kim Min Jae and he never debuted, but he was a trainee. Um, I think, I'm not sure with what agency, but. Um, I think I but yeah, him. Yeah, he's a, it's fun. he's in real life. He's so different from the character he played. So it's really kind of fun to watch YouTube and see what he's really like. But uh, he was amazing ah, in it. I have seen him in Tempted. I just. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's right. Yes. 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 Yeah. That was a Tempted was a super fun K drama. It was 
melodramatic oh and no, over the top and no oh. i didn't watch it because my heart was for the second lead <laughs> and like come on she wasn't a bad person she was just possessed possessive and jealous uh-huh. of the hero and heroine don't treat her so harsh and i was really upset on how they kind of broke the trial friendship in the end I I, sh- I am honest in this. I was so sad. Like, romance is there. Okay, fine. But the friendship, that's what was amazing yeah. in the drama. As for me, like, the three of them getting together whenever they have problems and things. And finally, it's mm-hmm. just gone. Like, they do mention that they have been together since childhood. And just one romance blooms and things start breaking out. And you just decide to leave each other. What? Yeah. Ugh. I know, I know. Well, it's based on um, Liaison Dangereuse. Oh, um, busting out that French Canadian there, Marisa. Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a classic. No, it's a I classic don't. novel um, that's been remade into so many films. But yeah, it's a yeah, um, which is a beautiful book. But I know. So you were probably watching for Joy, right? Because she's from. Was she from uh, Red Velvet? No, I. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> attracted to the second female lead, the heroine oh, of beauty. I really oh Moon Ga Young, yeah, yeah, she was great in it. She was so good. No, like I don't really have to have a K-pop connection to watch a K-drama. I kind of watch the snippets, and if uh-huh. it's kind of intriguing, I would love to watch it. And there have been dramas that I have left like bye bye, <laughs> and there have been dramas that oh, I watched yeah. it, and. <laughs> With, you know, like I just can't stop mentioning with uh, it, but I haven't finished 18 again because I'm too scared it will be done. I still have four more episodes because I Aww. don't want it to finish it. Yeah. And I don't want Lee Do Hyun's character to disappear. You know, like Dan the actor, it is the character. And I did, uh, this is some very secret of my life, but I did have him in the wallpaper because the character is so soft and you really need a guy like that in your life to you know like oh, oh. <laughs> I that's fantastic it. i love it when you find a drama like that that's so yeah. good and the characterization was amazing and flower of evil i started missing them like oh, <sighs> i missed them i miss yeah. them. i miss, I, yeah. 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 I miss the entire I family yeah. I just want to have a special where we pop in on them like a year later. <laughs> you must do that. Even, you know, like, it's so sad that we can't have a season two because everything is complete. It's like so right. packed mm-hmm. that you don't have yeah. to have a season two. But both the leads were part of another drama, which does have a perspective of having a season two because they didn't get together. So if you know, oh, like, they, they were both in Criminal Minds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were together in Criminal Minds. And I guess I didn't watch it. But I guess that when they were in Criminal Minds, there was no relate, there was no romance per se, but I guess people were shipping them in the Criminal Minds. And so then when they got a opportunity to be in Flower of Evil together, everyone was like, yeah, nice. Like, even in the Criminal Minds, I think the last final episode uh, he does kind of give that eyes, you know, like the K-drama, oh. romance eyes. Oh, yeah. that, that we find in, most probably in the episode 7 or 8 in usual right. dramas. But right. that's when he's giving the eye. And it's like, 
dude, it's finale and it's too late. Right. That oh idea. my god, it's hilarious. I didn't. You did. You did watch Criminal Minds. I tried looking for it because I went down an E an e Jung-gi rabbit hole trying to find all of his dramas, but I couldn't find that one anywhere. I I watched a fan made video. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, YouTube yeah. YouTube for the win. Nice work. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I save time. Nice. Oh I, yeah. <laughs> And sometimes those fan-made videos also make me decide whether to watch the drama or not. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was so cool talking to you. I I had the most fun, I guess. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. That was yeah. so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, what about your favorite cast? And I'm like, do you have, you know, like, as I mentioned, couples, some couples, you just, there have been times when, I watch a hero with the other you know, co-worker, like Lee Seung-gi with Goara. And it took me a long time to, you know, like digest the fact that it was acting and Lee Seung-gi can act with other actors too. It was like, they look so good together. And again, Flower of Evil, they both were like perfect. And I kind of watched Criminal Minds even the uh, video because they were together. I Uh still can't process it. So were there any couples that were so into it, like these two ultimate? Well, I'd have to say crash landing on you (laughs) (laughs) with Hyunbin and Sonia Jin. It was a hugely popular show. I think number one on that, uh, was it TVN? Number one on the cable, that cable network. It's available on Netflix and the the chemistry between these two leads was okay so to go back a little bit they starred together in a film called The Negotiation he was a bad guy she was a cop and it was so good but the 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 conceit of the film was they were he he held, was holding people hostage so they were never in the same room together mm. so they were literally acting in different spaces and yet you could see it that there was a connection between the two of them and so I then when they seeing a shot like that you know like yeah. after crash landing on you i think this movie also got popular and I was getting some suggestions where they make the first call and she kind of cuts the call and she tries to call back and he's like, I'm not kidding. I'm going to kill this person with a gun. And we're like, again. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like they, they, there's this other, something else happened when you put the two of them together and now they're in, they're now they're in love. They actually announced that they're a couple. So um, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm, plug our, I'm just gonna plug our astrology videos at this point. Because, <laughs> but we did what I like to do because I'm, I'm an amateur astrologer. And so what I like to do sometimes is when there is a big couple that is about to happen, or if there's a show that's going really well, I like to look at what makes it such a such a great show or what is such a great coupling. And so when we heard after seeing the negotiation, when we heard that they were going to be starring in a drama together, we're like, oh, we got to totally take a look at this. And so we looked at their chemistry, which is called Sinistry in Astrology. And I was like, if this script is good, this is going to be, this show is going to be ridiculously huge because their chemistry is banging, right? And we were right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, um, this is just a personal favor, you know, like you can see Anthea's and Lee Do-hyun's, what do you call 
a stress industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Thea, send me send me your birthday stuff. I'll totally I'll totally tell you why you like him so much. Absolutely. That I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When there's an actor that I'm like, I have a serious problem here, I always go to their astrology and be like, what is it about their chart that is calling to me? And I'm like, oh, bing, 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 bing. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Wow. And they're like, I, I have list, you know, like I have pages I'm sending you. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on it. I'll be your personal astrologer, Anthea, for oh, sure. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. It's it gives you so much insight, and uh, they're so fun. They're yeah, so I, fun. I do have a good time with it, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and it is it is you know it's just a lot of fun. It's a it's a really interesting, fun way to look at it from a different perspective instead of just like this moment and that moment. It's like, but if you dig a little deeper. Oh, his moon to her Mars or her Mars to his, oh. you know, to his Venus. It's like, yeah, delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God. The words you use. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, Jennifer, who is your favorite couple to pair on screen? Oh, I mean, Hyungbin and Sonia Jin are undeniable, but probably, oof, I got it. From last year, I do. I have to just go back to um, Lee, Lee Jun Gi and uh, Moon Che Won. They, they were everything for me last oh, year. Did you did <laughs> you do did you do astrology work on them? Did you get? I did never. We never did a Flower of Evil astrology show, but I did take a quick look at their charts. And if I remember correctly, he's an Aries and she's a Scorpio. So it's. It's kind of their energy right out of the gate is if you look at just sun signs, I would have to look a little deeper. But if you look at just sun signs, that's where you got that kind of conflict, which is great. So you've got this huge fire sign, which is super, you know, about, you know, taking action and getting stuff done. And then you've got the Scorpio energy, which is more the emotional energy, which I think we saw throughout the show. Like he was more about moving forward and getting stuff done and just, you know, the, the mission. And she was more about, you know, all that emotion and pulling things together. Wow. The way you explain makes it even more cool. So <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. Um, so moving way before our K drama love started, I wanted to know what it was your first ever watched K drama. So my first ever was Descendants of the Sun. Same I had this was four years ago. We had just had the um, general, the presidential election. And I was, I needed something to take myself out of my current state. And I was watching a lot of different Asian miniseries on Netflix, like Marco Polo. And they, Netflix recommended Descendants of the Sun. And the thumbnail is um, Song Joon Ki in his military uniform and his aviator sunglasses and his lip gloss. And I was like, what is this? And so I clicked on it and I, oh, I fell hard. It was amazing. By the end of the first episode with a helicopter flying in, I was like all in. And for me, being Asian, raised in Canada, um, and then living in the U.S., you know, I see so few Asians on screen. And so to watch, the, you know, this Korean drama with all these gorgeous <laughs> Korean actors was just it was just, it was life, it ended up being life-changing for me. So, and the drama was just ridiculously amazing. So, yeah. Uh, kind of very similarly, I also was going through uh, some issues after the election. 
<laughs> and I was like uh, binging a lot of um, foreign language dramas. And so I was hitting on all sorts of things. I was just looking for something to fill a void of whatever that is. And also Netflix recommended Descendants of the Sun to me. And I was like, OK, all right. I think I I think I actually had tried the Chinese um, original Chinese version of Witch's Romance, which is what you had mentioned about Park Sung Joon. And that was based on the Chinese drama uh, Queen of No Marriage. And I loved it. And um, and so then they recommended Descendants of the Sun. And I went down the exact same rabbit hole. Like as soon as that opening and I, mine was a little bit different because as soon as they had that opening shot in Descendants of the Sun where they come over the DMZ like on a, the drone and then they and I was and then they cut to some governmental like military thing. I, I realized I'm like, I know absolutely nothing about what they're talking. I knew nothing about Korea, North, South. I knew there was North and South Korea, but I knew nothing about the politics, nothing. And I found myself Googling like suddenly Korean politics. <laughs> and, then, and then it just became, and then it became a situation where the two leads, the two male leads were just completely different than anything I'd ever watched growing up, you know, as a white girl in mid Michigan. And it was just like, this is amazing and so different and I love it. And that it just, it really just changed my life, completely changed my life. So yeah, that's, amazing that's actually a brilliant start i would suggest so uh talking about k-dramas you guys have been doing a lot related to k-dramas and things so what about your ideas on k web series and movies because i think i'm more into movies than dramas because it's time you know like it's limit and uh, i kind of enjoy sitting it you know like one you just sit once and you just watch it and it's done and I'm also more into web series because it's also quick and things. So I wanted to know if you have any favorites from web series. Let's start with web series first. Well, I think the ones that we've been enjoying lately, we've actually also been watching on Viki, which is a streaming service. Um, they, let's see, To My Star and Where Your Eyes Linger are two BL series that are web series, I believe, in Korea, but we've been able to get them through Viki, mm -hmm. and those have been really well done, really great stories, really great actors, and those have been, I think those have been lately our favorite, yeah. I guess you'd call them web dramas. Absolutely. So the ones that come on YouTube, like Playlist Global, Team Play... Um. I feel what was that what was that one Marisa oh. that everyone was really into with um uh the one with Isu Hyuk? Yes, Isu Hyuk. Yeah, so Isu Hyuk is a um model slash actor in Korea and he did a web series for it was actually for a fashion house. Right? Um and I'm just looking it up right now. And while and she that was on YouTube. Sorry, go ahead. Well, she looks that up. I just need to throw it to the K-drama gods that I need him. I need Isu Hyuk to come back as like a full-time vampire in another <laughs> drama. I know he was a vampire in one, like with actually with Lee Jung Gi, but he was like just a bad guy. But I need him to come back as like a Lestat vampire because he <laughs> screams vampire so much. Yeah. So he's actually a kind of a mystical creature in this one. It's called Handmade Love and you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Wow. So... Moving on to movies. Mm. Ooh. Big screen. <clears throat> well, we live in an interesting time. We actually, um, <laughs> <sighs> because of the pandemic, films like uh, Space Sweepers 
were not able to debut in theaters. So instead, the production company was a, or distribution company was able to make a global deal with Netflix. So instead, this amazing thing happened, which is that all of us around the world could watch Space Sweepers, um, which is with Song Joong-ki and Kim Tae-ri. Totally fun. It's the first sci-fi film out of Korea. And uh, we highly recommend that one. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of, it's more the, um, as far as sci-fi, the first sci-fi, it's kind of the epic space one because they've done sci-fi before, but this is the first like big, huge CGI in space, space, (laughs) Star Trek, Star Wars kind of uh, Korean movie. And it was ridiculously fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to do a live watch party, not a live watch, but we did a watch party through the app which is, um, it used to be Netflix party. And so we did, a, we did one of those and we watched it with a bunch of people from the clubhouse, from our K-drama mm-hmm. clubhouse. And that was a lot of fun. So we all got to jump in there and kind of watch it together. So those are a lot of fun. That's been the, that's been the one fun thing about this whole pandemic thing is that technology has kind of come together to allow us to do all of these things together, which has been yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and making us connect possible, so. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, like, since you guys do a lot of deep research and reviews, I personally wanted to ask this question on how do you see K-idols as actors in dramas, debuting in dramas? What are your ideas on that? Do you have any special perception? Because I have a point, I'll tell you later, but I just wanted to (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the whole training system is... um, So it demands such dedication from these young artists and it's really intense. And we, I I mean, I personally actually know very little about how, um, how they approach training these, these young artists, but it it just sounds like if they have an interest in act, I mean, it's fascinating to me that you'll get someone who's so talented in acting and singing and dancing. And then the agency will be like, yeah, I don't think you should be in a K-pop group. You should really debut as an actor. Like, that's amazing to me that they have that much power over someone. Um, it's very different from how things work here. So, yes. you know, when I see someone like Jisoo from Blackpink, that she's about to debut in a drama, I'm actually really excited because I know she's coming from this fantastic training ground, even though I haven't you know, I've seen a couple music videos where she's been acting, but, you know, for her to all of a sudden star with Jung Hae-in in a K-drama, that's huge. Um, I mean, obviously, Blackpink, you can't get bigger than that, but um, she can do whatever she wants in in a way, but at the same time, completely controlled by her agency. It's just, it's a, it's a really kind of complicated, fascinating, interesting world. I come from, from a different, different perspective. Like I do see that they get a ton of training. I'm just not, my personal opinion is that sometimes um, they do throw like a Jisoo in the deep end and ask them to lead a drama with a Jung Hae-in. And it's a little bit, they kind of, it's kind of a little over their head because they haven't they haven't quite done the acting before. Yes, they've done some music videos or yes, they've done. But if they haven't, acting is different than music video acting. And so I personally sometimes like to see them as like a supporting character first to kind of build that muscle. And so sometimes I feel like they just kind of throw some of these pop idols in the deep end with some of these really big dramas. And then they just don't have the skill set 
to handle that emotional heft. And so I feel like sometimes then they're thrown to the wolves of, yeah. of social media where, you know, they were trained as an idol, where they were trained to be a musical stage performer, which is completely different from a, you know, a camera performer. Like, the, you know, not, you know, a stage performance is different from a TV performance is different from a movie performance. Like there's completely different skill sets there. So, so I come at it from a little different perspective, but yeah, I mean, Jisoo can do whatever she wants. She is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think a perfect example of that is Nam Ju Hyuk. So he was, you know, a YG uh, trainee model, mm-hmm. um, but started with smaller roles and I think was cheese in the trap, maybe one of the first ones and then mm-hmm. slowly built up and you could see his talent and his, his, um, his skills grow and now like superstar in right. startup. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. I just, I just, I just coming from an acting background, like it's just, it's harder than it looks like people, a lot of people seem to think that acting is super easy. You just have to say some lines and have some charisma and it's really <laughs> It's just, it's a lot harder than it looks to be able to, especially on a K-drama. I mean, the K-drama setup is relentless. I mean, they do 24, I mean, they shoot for 20 hours a day. I mean, it's brutal. And to be able to maintain that emotional level for that long, it's hard. I mean, and I'm not saying that in training in a, as a trainee, obviously they've been, they've been through it. So they know how to maintain, but, you know, acting is harder than a lot of people think it is. Think and so- you know, I think it's a thing that, that, yeah, like kind of Namju Hyuk, you take the smaller roles to learn what it is to be able to emotionally connect with other actors. Mm-hmm. But So what was my point was like, do you guys think that K-idols kind of steal the show at times? Because personally, like I, I do agree on training, you know, like they get acting lessons and they are taught acting and they do it in MVs and, Yes, and some love acting, so they kind of start acting. It's all good. But recently, I feel that a lot of K-idols are taking the role as K-actors. And sometimes I feel like those professionals who were, you know, like training to be a K-actor kind of loses the spot of being in their industry. I don't know if I'm right, but I have always been thinking about it for quite a long time right now. Some groups gain attention because of the particular members starring in a web series or starring in a K-drama. One of the best examples was SF9 Ruun. He was... Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, because of that, SF9 just became so huge. But on the other hand, like, guys, I'm a huge SF9 fan, and you guys know it, but I'm a bias, and, like, my bias is SF9, but still, you know, like, sometimes the idols kind of take the places of actors am i right i don't know i my person i think that just happens in every industry i think i think producers see someone who's wildly popular it's going to bring eyeballs to their project and they don't honestly they don't care they don't care if they can act or not they just want people to watch the show if they can act that's just a bonus right they just will get all of those people who are fans of that idol group to watch the drama which makes the drama popular which makes them more money i mean i unfortunately I think that happens across the globe in almost every entertainment industry. Marisa probably can talk to more more to that than I can because she did work for MTV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's your currency, right? And, um, it, you know, it's all of, like Jen said, it's all about ratings, which drives advertising. So, um, you know, sorry to sound so cynical, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of, 
I think it's always been that way in Hollywood, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I will say just to kind of go back, those are, that's why when I see like even a, a, a music artist here in the States, or when I see an idol in Korea, take those smaller roles to kind of learn the, the ropes of what that is and to kind of, to kind of give, you know, the respect to that different discipline. I really appreciate, I, I appreciate them more than when they just, you know, and sometimes they don't have a choice, but when they're just thrust into the lead role, I just sometimes feel like that's, it's a dice. It's, it's, it's hit or miss. I mean, you can really, it can go well if they've got, you know, if they've got that spark, but I think more often than not, we've seen it not go very well. Well, yeah, this is just something that I really wanted to ask and I feel fine now. So, (laughs) So finally, the final question of the year must be, what were the favorites of your, your current favorites of 2021? And what are the dramas that you're actually looking forward in 2021? Mm. Mm. Well, for sure, my current favorite is Mr. Queen. Mr. Queen is everything. Like, it's just, it's again, got, it's just, it's just that magic that sometimes happens in a K-drama. It's just, it's the acting, it's the writing, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the actors, it's just all of that. And then there's a spark of magic that gives it that extra oomph that takes it over the edge. And I just, it's just, it's, it's funny, it's heartfelt, it's progressive, it's, it's, just, it's everything. It's just, I love it so much. Yeah, I'd have to agree. That's definitely the one that um, has been, that everyone's been the most excited to talk about every week in our K-Drama Clubhouse. It's just, it's, you know, a couple hours every week of just pure joy. I mean, we call it a K-Drama soup, how (laughs) K-Dramas will have so many different um, genres. It's not just a comedy. It's not just a time travel show. It's not just historical. It's really all of these things. And it's just led by two actors who are just showing their metal, like showing how talented they are because so much is, they have to handle so much. And yet you believe every moment in this ridiculous Mm -hmm. storyline that, you know, a modern Korean man wakes up, you know, or is Mm -hmm. transported into the body of a historical Joseon era queen. It's just, I mean... just so good it's and so Jenny good. Sun is just as the as the queen is just she's crushing it like she's already an amazing actor and then her channeling this whole variety of characters has been amazing and then um Kim Jong-hyun as the king is he's just I'm so happy to see him doing well he he went through some issues with one drama called Time where he got a little too immersed in that method acting kind of a thing and so he took so took a break and then he came back and crash landing on you and kind of just, I think, rediscovered the joy of the job. And now to see him as the king has just been, it's been a joy to use the word again. <laughs> wow. So what are your ideas on Love Struck in the City? I haven't watched it. I watched the first episode and I am so much into the pair already. They kind mm-hmm. of give me this soft feel like Flower of Evil couple and I love it. You know, like it's not same, but you know, like the feels kind mm-hmm. of that, the, passion romance you know like the team passion of romance uh, uh, and I am super excited to look forward to it oh yeah that's also one of our favorites right now it's a little different because it's a half hour um each episode but we love that it's about grown-up people dealing with 
um, just romance and the difficulties of it. And it doesn't have some of these big tropey elements that you often find in K-dramas with a father who's controlling his child and tearing them apart, you know, based on, you know, who the family is. And so far there hasn't been any truck of doom. And right. it's really just, you know, these love stories and the difficulties in relationships. And it's so relatable. And Jen says it every week. Chi <laughs> Chang Wook has never looked more handsome. Oh my God. I agree on oh that. My God. Right? <laughs> oh my God. The way he looks at her. Damn. It's just, <laughs> right? It's just every week you're just like, what? I don't know what the military did to him, but you're just like, oh exactly. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I also want to watch True Beauty because the second lead was actually part of 18 again and that's right people are he's a star this was a star maker for him yeah like i think it's his breakout role but you know like guys he was in 18 again i knew him in 2020 (laughs) you know like i have been talking about him for a whole lot of time what is this you know like suddenly everybody's whatsapp dps and status is full of him and i'm like yeah he, you, he caught fire on this one for sure. But I will always just have a, a soft spot for Chano, uh, ooh, because uh, he's been a rookie historian. It's my absolute. Oh, my God. I, I did feel bad for him. Oh, my God. Poor Yun Wu. <laughs> You're <laughs> the lead. But, you know, like everybody's celebrating. But still, it happens. You know, like, right. It happens did, all the time. Didn't Chayun Wu gain like 6 million Instagram oh, subscribers yeah. because of this? It's like he's. He's, yeah, he's, he's sitting pretty. He's yeah, doing oh just God. fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> he is one but of yeah. the poor Celian dolls from K-pop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I just called him poor Celian dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not kid ourselves. One of the most amazing things in all K-dramas and K-pop is their skin. Like, you're just like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. Like, and yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so... <laughs> We did have a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You know, like oh yeah, thank I, you. That thank was you. so fun. Yeah, I had some of the best moments. You know, like laughing and giggling. And I'm yet to watch how the recording turned out. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for your time and joining us. So finally, would you like to mention what is what are the things that you're planning for your podcast? and where to follow you, how to keep track on all your work to our listeners. Well, we are on YouTube and that's really, uh, you know, the main place to find us. So if you like and subscribe and hit the notification bell, then you'll know when we go live every, every week. And also when Jen drops a new astrology corner and we also do special events, lots of fun stuff happens throughout the year, you know, uh, watch party, Netflix watch parties and also awards. And if you love K dramas, it's the place you know, we find a lot of K-drama fans um, are the only one in their neighborhood or their household or their community who love K-dramas. So to be able to connect with each other and just squee about K-dramas is the most fun that all of us have every week. It really is. It's so much fun. And then, as you mentioned before, you've got uh, Marisa over on Instagram at, at the K3, spell out three, so the K- K-T-H-R-E-E. And then I'm over at Twitter on the same thing. So you can we can connect over there. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And so I think for the future moving forward, I mean, we just want to keep building the clubhouse, the K-Drama clubhouse, so that we can start doing more and more things as the clubhouse, the K-Drama. I keep saying clubhouse, not the app clubhouse. The K-Drama clubhouse <laughs> is over on YouTube and only over on YouTube, right? And yeah. so uh, some people have gotten a little confused on that. I'm like, oh, no, you don't have to have an invite. You just show up. Like, yeah. this is your invite. We're there. We're live. Come chat with us about K-Dramas because we're fans just like everybody else. And we just love to, you know, this, we just kind of are there to, like, open the doors and then let everybody in. And then we just want to talk about K-Dramas. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And we just have a great time. And that I think, you know, I mean, I think Marisa can um, agree to this. We just want to grow that. We just want to grow that whole community because it is, it's amazing. It's so global. We get people from India, we get people from Russia, we get people from England and it's just, and from Korea. And it's just, it's so much fun to be able to get those different perspectives and that multiculturalism that K-dramas has fostered and so it's just it's so it's so fascinating and amazing and fun and it just k-dramas has completely completely changed my life and i love it yeah i agree on that and you know like one of the best examples is you and me spoiling about flower right? people because i have yes. no friend no one watched it <laughs> flower people like guys yeah. come on you know like true beauty okay but flower people you know what? like <laughs> so like true beauty True Beauty was fun. It was a fun K-drama. Was it a great K-drama? Not really. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was great. I mean, it was great for what it was, right? But like Flower of Evil was like, it was masterful. It was a masterful K-drama in my personal opinion. K Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I am sure that the viewers are, you know, like headed towards Flower of Evil and motivated yeah. Yeah. to watch it. <laughs> So, Flower of Evil and Do You Like Brahms? Get on those two. They were amazing. Yeah. So thank you. And as for Believe in K-Pop, you can follow us on Instagram at Believe in K-Pop. And Twitter, you can use the hashtag Believe in K-Pop, B-L-E-A-V-I-N-K-P-O-P. And uh, you can always DM me. I'm available in all social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at Anthea Isaac. You can follow me, suggest what you want to hear from us. And if you would love to have the K3 back, I am super excited to have them. And they are super excited as well. So let us have part two again and squeal a lot more about yes. a lot other things. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, of course, we have a Discord channel. I am not so active, but I am trying to. So you can just DM me. I can give you the link. Even Jennifer and Marissa can join us so you can exactly like directly chat with them and squeal with them. So uh, be part of our community. Thank you so much for listening and uh, hope you all have a great week ahead. Um, you know, like always remember to spread love and be loved. This is your host, Anthe Isaac, and thank you for listening. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.